Welcome to another episode of Search News You Can Use with me, Dr. Marie Haynes. In this episode, we're going to talk in detail about the page speed update and whether or not it actually had an effect on websites and rankings and, and whatnot. Um, we're also, if you're involved in local SEO at all, there's some really good tips in this episode. Uh, some of them I've stolen from MozCon talks. And so um, those are things that I was pretty excited to write about in the newsletter because there's really, really good tips that can help improve your rankings. One of them can probably improve your rankings super, super fast. So um, I'm excited to, to share that with you. And we'll talk about a bunch of other things as well. There are a lot of things in this episode. So um, my goal is to make it so that this is super, super helpful to anybody who's involved in digital marketing. Um, I would love uh, for you guys to leave me some sort of a review uh, if you have time to do that. Um, it looks like the podcast is starting to take off and that's really exciting. So if this has been helpful for you, then please, please leave me a review. That would really help me. So let's jump right in and we'll start talking about algorithm updates. Um, there really wasn't, as far as I could see, any significant quality update. However, um, I am seeing a lot of sites that did see changes on the same day as the page speed update. So we talked about the page speed update last week. This update has been announced by Google. They told us it was coming. Uh, I think they told us probably even a year ago that at some point in 2018, they were going to do the speed update. And so it finally, they announced that it launched on July 9th. Um, when we look at, if you look at the newsletter, which you can find at mariehaines.com slash newsletter, um, you'll see that I have screenshots from some of the different algo trackers. And uh, MozCast is showing just a very slight increase in the amount of algorithmic turbulence on that day. Uh, when we look at the SEMrush sensor, uh, you can see that there's a little bit of an increase, but not really a whole lot. And other algo checkers like Algaroo really doesn't show much turbulence in that day at all. And this is kind of what I suspected, that often it's the same thing that happened when Google came out with telling us that HTTPS was a ranking factor. And then, you know, a lot of people really rushed to uh, switch their sites to HTTPS, which generally is a good idea to do. However, it turned out that it was such a tiny ranking factor that it really didn't help in terms of um, improving your rankings. It's still a little bit early to say whether this is the case for the page speed update, but what I'm seeing is really, really strange. So I looked at a bunch of every time, I mean, every week when I do my newsletter, I look at all of the sites I have access to in Google Analytics and also Google Search Console. And I can see, uh, you know, whether there are, there's a particular date where there were a lot of changes in traffic. Um, and so July 9th, which was the speed update, there were definitely a lot of sites that saw changes. The thing is, though, that it doesn't line up with what we're seeing for page speed. So, we had assumed that page speed scores were based on the page speed insight scores. And so what we've been telling clients is if you have, um, so when you do the page speed insights tool from Google, it'll give you a, a range of, are you in good, medium, or poor? Uh, so good being green, then yellow or red for poor. And, um, the optimization score, because they give you two scores. There's page speed and then there's optimization. And I'm trying to remember whether this is something that we piece together or I'm fairly certain that a Google employee um, at one point said that if your optimization score 
is in the green, which is basically 80 and above, that you have absolutely nothing to worry about. And so what we've been telling people is it's always good to improve your page speed, but if you are in the red, you definitely need to improve it. And so we looked at a bunch of sites that we had reviewed that were in the red, and most of them actually did not see any reduction in traffic. Um, and so that sort of tells me that, you know, maybe the page speed um, up, update really wasn't all that exciting. Uh, with that said, I did see a number of sites that actually did see some increases or decreases on that day. One of them was a client that we've been working with. Um, they, uh, we're not going to take the credit for improving their page speed because they worked on that on their own. Um, they have fantastic page speed, 99 out of 100. And this site saw a significant increase. I want to say about maybe a 40% increase in Google organic traffic. Question is, was that because of the speed update? Um, you know, did some sites around them, uh, were they slow? So were they demoted? Uh, it's hard to say at this point. But we also saw some things that didn't line up. I had another site that saw incredible increases on July 9th, and yet their page speed scores are in the red. Um, I had the opposite as well. I had a site that saw some drops on July 9th, and their page speed score was 80, which is green and good. So... I don't really know how to explain this. Either the PageSpeed update is not completely based on PageSpeed Insight scores. Um, that's one thing. Maybe there are other, I mean, we're just looking at the uh, score for the homepage right now. It's possible that the rest of the site has some speed issues. Um, or it's possible that maybe there was some other kind of update on July 9th that was actually a quality update. So, Unfortunately, I don't have any solid conclusions to tell you about the speed update. I really feel like it really hasn't had a big impact on most sites. I'm suspicious that maybe something else happened on July 9th. And so I'm going to be analyzing these sites again. Um, the other thing too is in the summer, there's a lot of seasonal changes. Uh, you know, there's some sites that have big boosts around um, uh, Independence Day. And, you know, that can, uh, that can interfere with uh, traffic patterns. Um, a lot of sites see hits at that time too. So I'm going to keep an eye on these things and I'll let you know. And if by next week, if we can see some clear patterns of sites that are being hit and sites that are being um, promoted, then I'll let you know about that. Those of you who use Google Search Console's API, and just for those of you who aren't aware of that, the API is essentially a tool that you can use to uh, programmatically get information from Search Console. And so we've been playing around with uh, with using this, and we're sort of developing some tools internally to uh, for our team to use. Um, and this API, uh, one of the problems is that uh, there it was a limit on how many requests you can make. And so Google's raised this to 25,000 requests. So that's exciting news for any of those um, uh, who use the API. And apparently Google is going to come out with better filtering options for looking at query data through the API. So that's kind of exciting too. Uh, there was some information that came out just as I was publishing the newsletter about uh, Google Analytics and how they are reflecting visits from uh, images from image search. And it looks like things are going to change here. So I just have a really brief note in the newsletter about this. But if you get a lot of image search, this is something you want to pay attention to. I probably will have more information on this in my next newsletter. 
Google Jobs, which we've been talking about for a while, it's now live in the UK. And so what that means is if you do a search for something like SEO jobs near me, you're going to see right in the search results, almost like a big knowledge panel uh, with jobs. It looks like these jobs are essentially taken from the big uh, job sites, uh, but you can, you should be able to actually get your jobs appearing in here by implementing schema. What I can see is that most of the ones I've found are jobs on Glassdoor or Indeed, uh, things like that. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I think this is going to be a hit for sites that actually do aggregate job data. Um, if you're looking for a job, it's probably good news for you. Uh, so let's talk about Search Console accuracy. There was a tweet. Uh, somebody asked John Mueller whether Webmaster Tools, which is now Search Master and or Search Master, uh, Search Console, and I'm actually I was just going to say I'm getting better at calling it Search Console rather than Webmaster Tools. I think it's been Search Console for probably three years now, um, but I'm getting better at that. So somebody asked John how accurate the query rankings were in Search Console, and John said it's as accurate as it gets. And so we thought, well, why don't we test this? Now the thing is, it's a very difficult thing to test test because there are so many factors. Um, if I do a search for a plumber near me, I'm going to see different results than somebody who does that search in a different city. And so that's a, a hard thing to measure. So what I did was, uh, what my team and I did really, was look at um, 10 different sites that we have search console data for. And we looked at uh, just one particular day and what the keyword rankings were for some of their top keywords. And then we did manual checks. We did these on google.com, on US searches. Uh, these were all US sites that we did. And, uh, and manually checked in incognito which uh, rankings they had. And I was expecting to see that these were, you know, at least 80% of the time, they were almost exactly the same, or at least within one uh, ranking position. And unfortunately, a lot of these queries were really, really off. Now, the question is, is that just because of localization? We tried to choose keywords that didn't have local intent. Um, for one of our clients, the keywords were drastically different from what we were seeing and what Search Console was reporting. And this client, though, does have a lot of um, terms that come up uh, for local searches and they come up nationally. I don't know how to explain that, but essentially if you're looking for a service in any city, you should be seeing this client come up. And uh, and so it makes sense that what we're seeing might be a little bit different than what Google is seeing uh, overall in the average. But for most of our clients, these were terms that really shouldn't have local intent. And I was expecting to see more accuracy. Now, there are limitations to the study because we only looked at 10 sites. Um, and also we only looked at 10 keywords for each site. So this would be something where perhaps once we dig into more in using the API, we can get more data and look at thousands of queries and get you more accurate uh, information. I want to do a second part to this study and actually look at some of the common rank trackers and see how they stack up uh, compared to Search Console and compared to what we're seeing in real life too. So if you are subscribed to the newsletter, whether you're a free or a paid subscriber, uh, pay attention and I will let you know once we have that part of the report or the experiment completed as well. There was some uh, a little tip on Twitter from Caleb Cosper. Uh, it was just saying, uh, I think this is from a, a talk at MozCon, 
just reminding you that if you use infinite scroll, you may be hiding stuff from Googlebot. Um, really quick way to check that is to do a fetch and render from Google Search Console. And you want to make sure if you're using infinite scroll that Google's able to see the important co uh, content on your site. I see this all the time that sites have product pages and they have all of their important information at the end of the product page, except you never get to the end because there's infinite scroll. So if that's happening, um, you know, you want to you want to make sure that Google can actually see this content. Those of you who use Bing's Webmaster Tools API, it is apparently down. I don't know if that's been fixed. This was a few days ago that somebody reported this. Uh, Mike Sullivan um, reported that it had been down for five days. That's as of July 11th. Um, so hopefully Bing has that fixed soon. I had some information in my paid version of my newsletter about a really cool link bait campaign. I'm really impressed with some of the stuff that's coming out from Siege Media uh, these days. And... Um, uh, they had uh, something that they did for a company where they did um, an infographic showing how much air is in bags of chips, <laughs> different brands of chips, what percentage of the package is actually just air. And it was really, really interesting. And I would urge you to take a look at it. You can find it in my newsletter um, because uh, they don't just do an infographic and send it out. They put as much information as possible and it's a post that just keeps you wanting to read. And so I looked at this and it's actually attracted a good number of links. Um, it's hard to say whether that's affected rankings or not. And this is something that I'm really, really interested in because Google really is getting better at figuring out which links came because people said, wow, this is great content, and which links came because an SEO worked really hard to get them. Uh, and obviously, Google wants to count the ones that came because people wanted to recommend your content. That's why links, that's what made Google better than other search engines, is that they figured out that, oh, when people are recommending content, it probably deserves to rank well. And then as SEOs, we figured out how to manipulate that. And so Google, I, I, I don't know how many of you know, I keep talking about this book called In the Plex by Stephen Levy. And it's about the history of Google. And he talks in that book about um, the fact that Larry Page had said initially that it was not possible to spam Google's system of relying on links. Obviously, it is possible. Uh, but Google really is getting better and better at figuring out which links uh, to trust. And so those of you who do link building, I'm telling you, I, this is another article that I want to write soon is an article uh, showing sites that I know have been paying for links and paying for links in the form of content marketing where uh, your SEO has relationships with a whole bunch of different um, publishers and they can get articles published that link back to your site. I'm seeing tons of sites that are using this type of link building that have not seen an ounce of growth um, in the last year or so. So, uh, you know, there's more information that I, I have a, a big article that will be coming out hopefully in the next couple of weeks all about EAT, Expertise, Authoritativeness, and Trust. And we're going to talk about this idea of how Google knows which sites to trust in terms of links that come from them. And those are the links that are, are going to count. There was an interesting tweet by Dan Schur, um, who uh, talked about uh, changing the publishing date and whether that could affect your rankings. Now, this was just a test on one URL, so it's hard to say for certain that this is uh, completely accurate. But what he did was um, he accidentally, he did something where he accidentally changed the date on one of his posts, and it turns out that rankings plummeted. And so he, re re uh, he fixed the date so that it was showing the right date again, and um, ended up seeing 
uh, a dramatic improvement uh, back to where rankings were before. So that's uh, an interesting thing. I, it's something that I think would be pretty easy to test. And so I may play around with that at some point in the future. Um, just to note that if you are using Google Tag Manager to implement schema, it's something John Mueller said is not a good or structured data. It's not a good idea to do that. Uh, let's see what else before we get into local SEO. Um, just wanted to give a shout out to the team at Kickpoint um, who has a pretty cool tool to, um, uh, it's, a, it's a bunch of JSON scripts that help you measure user engagement. Um, and so it's really cool to see, you know, how far down the page people have scrolled and uh, whether or not people are actually reading all your content. So I would highly encourage you to, to take a look at that. Um Exciting news for Stone Temple Consulting. Um, most of you have probably heard of this agency. It's run by Eric Enge, um, who's been around SEO for, for a long, long time. They got acquired by Perficient. Uh, Perficient, I've heard their name in the news uh, quite a bit. It seems like they're, you know, they're doing a bunch of acquisitions. They're trying to um, get stronger on uh, in terms of their SEO talent. Um, and so an acquisition is always exciting in the search world. Hopefully it means uh, good things for the Stone Temple team. So congrats on that guys um let's get on to local seo now and there's a bunch of good stuff that we've talked about in the newsletter uh dana de tomaso um, tweeted a thing from linkedin that it looks like linkedin is trying to move into the local space she had a client a local client who uh, got an email from linkedin encouraging them uh, to grow their brand on LinkedIn. You'll have to see the newsletter to get more details on this, um, but it does look like they're trying to create some sort of a, a local presence. I don't know if this is going to be like a Yelp or you know a review type site, but if you are into local at all, you shouldn't ignore LinkedIn. I know there's a lot of things about LinkedIn that are kind of annoying and we all get tired of all the emails all the time, uh, but they're a big player and they are doing a lot of things right. And so um, that uh, is something that we should be paying attention to. Um, exciting news for those of you who use Google Posts that you can now add um, a call now call to action. So Joy Hawkins has a bunch of information on this on her website. Uh, she's got a good example that she's tweeted about and it's in the newsletter uh, that shows how she's used it in one of her Google Posts. Um, we're now starting to see in the knowledge panels some information on events uh, where if you look at a particular business on their knowledge panel, it might say that today or tomorrow there's a particular event and that's a new finding in the search results as well. I found um, this study by Joy Hawkins really, really interesting. She looked, this is published on Search Engine Land. And what she did was she looked at a bunch of uh, local businesses that lost reviews. Uh, now, there has been a bunch of review purging by Google. Uh, they've taken out, uh, if you had anonymous reviews, which was something you used to be able to leave years ago, Google's removed a bunch of those. Um, and often what they'll do too is they can remove reviews when they think that you've been manipulating. Um, you know, so if you have a bunch of reviews that are all from the same IP address or uh, from your own employees, Google will often remove those. So what she did was she looked at a bunch of companies that had had remo reviews removed, and it turns out that most of those saw dramatic drops in rankings. Um, she saw one site that dropped from number five to number seven locally, uh, one from number seven to number 12 after having reviews removed. 
And so what that tells us is that, and we already knew this, but reviews are important when it comes to local rankings. And so, um, you know, I know it's hard to get your clients to get out there and ask for reviews. It's totally okay in Google's guidelines to ask people for reviews, provided that you're not giving them something in return. You can't say, you know, we'll give you 10% off if you review us on Google. Um, But if you just ask your clients that have had a good experience with you, I mean, technically, you're supposed to ask everybody to leave you a review. Um, It's kind of silly, though, if somebody's had a horrible experience with your business, they're probably not the ones you want to approach to ask for a review. Um, But asking really does result in a lot of reviews. Uh, There was some really great stuff from Mike Mike Ramsey at MozCon. Uh, I wasn't at MozCon this year, but it looks like it was fantastic. And one of the things that he said, one of the quickest ways to improve rankings for local search is to actually report your competitors who are trying to spam things. So we did this for a client just recently uh, where they had a competitor who had created a whole whack of Google My Business profiles, and they were listed under different employees' addresses. So uh, all across the city, it was looking like they had these locations when really they just had one location. Um, And so I've talked about this before, but in order to report them, the first step is to, uh, there's a button on the um, Google My Business profile that you can click and you can report a problem with this. Uh, And then if that doesn't work, then you can um, write a post in the Google My Business help forum. And that's what we did. It took, I think, about a week or so. And then we had a reply saying, Yes, we recognize that these businesses go against our guidelines and they shut them all down. And so that improved my client's rankings uh, up to number one, greatly improved his revenue. And it was something that, you know, took maybe 15 minutes of my time. Um, So there aren't a lot of things in search that can improve your rankings that quickly. Now, obviously, I don't recommend that you're, um, you know, reporting all of your competitors, uh, just the ones that are overtly breaking Google's terms of service. Uh, One of the big things is if you have a competitor that is keyword stuffing in their um, uh, their name, uh, their Google My Business name. And uh, that's something that often you can get removed if you report that. Um, according to Mike Ramsey, only 5% of businesses are using Google Posts. Google Posts is something we should all be using. And uh, I would, if you do any local at all, you need to be doing that regularly. Google posts tend to uh, expire after a week. So it's a great service for an SEO company to say, you know, so if you're doing sort of a small business SEO and you haven't gotten into Google posts yet, something that you could do is you can go to your clients and say, hey, Google posts appear to be, they can help with rankings, we think. Um, They can help improve click-through rate. They give you more real estate in the search results. So we think we should be updating this on a weekly basis and then quote them an extra fee on top of what you're currently doing and say, you know, for, and I don't know what people charge for this, but it could be an extra $100 a month. It could be even more than that. Um, And it only takes a little bit of your time, but it's super valuable to the business. So that's uh, something that you could do to potentially grow your revenue and also to help your clients. Um, There were some great tips from MozCon, uh, again, about reviews for local businesses. I'm not going to read all of them out, but uh, I'm And I want to thank um, Ruth Burr and Greg Gifford for live tweeting so much of MozCon. I got so many uh, good tips from them. 
Um, so here's some of the tips that we got. One, don't review gate. Uh, and so that's what we talked about before was like only taking the satisfied people and asking them for reviews. Now, that's something that's hard for Google to figure out. But what they're talking about here is there are pieces of software that do this thing where they say, oh, you want to leave a review? Click this link. And then they say, do you have concerns or are you leaving a good review? And if you have concerns, you're able to leave a review that only the site owner sees. If you have a good review, they take you to Google in order to leave your review there. That's what review gating is. So you don't want to do that because if Google somehow figures out that you're using automated software to only ask for reviews from people who had a good experience, then you may end up getting your reviews removed. And I've seen cases where it looks like a bunch of their good reviews were actually removed as well. Like they're legitimately acquired reviews. So you don't want to mess with that type of thing. Um, you don't want to have people all leave reviews from the same IP address. So I've seen places where, especially in hotels, they'll have a station right in the hotel that says, leave us a Google review. Google catches on to that pretty quickly. So uh, you do not want to be having people leave a review right from your own business or from some sort of station where everybody has the same uh, IP address. You also don't want to leave... Um, you don't want to provide incentives for reviews. However, what you can do is provide incentives to your employees to get reviews. So you could say, all right, guys, you know, if we get more than five Google reviews this week, then we're going to have a pizza lunch or something like that. Um, so you can incentivize your employees to, to actually get more reviews. Uh, and that's totally fine to do that. Um, it's totally okay to ask for reviews on social media and in emails. Now, if you're trying to get reviews on Yelp, that actually goes against Yelp's terms of service. But for Google, um, it's totally okay to ask for reviews. Uh, so one uh, last thing to talk about here is... Um, an interesting test that the team at Dejon SEO ran where they wanted to see if click-through rate helped improve rankings. So this is something that I've talked about this before, but I've been at conferences where Rand Fishkin has done these live tests and he said, all right, everybody pull out your phones, do a search for this, click on this result, which is currently number four, um, and then play around on the website for a bit. And then, uh, you know, within a very short period of time, that result instead of being number four is up to number one or two. Uh, and so it does look like Google can look at an increase in clicks uh, and cause sites to rank better. So, of course, there are people who try to manipulate that. And I saw right after Rand did this experiment all over Facebook, I was seeing these ads for uh, businesses that would actually just sit there and click on your uh, uh, on your listing in order to improve your rankings. Um, and I'm sure that they use some type of bot farm or something. So what Dijon SEO did was they used a service called Mechanical Turk. Um, Mechanical Turk is run by Amazon. And what it is, is you can basically give these tiny tasks to thousands or even, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. And so what it looks like is they had all these people that their task was do this search, click on this result, do this search, click on this result. Um, and so uh, they did all this stuff and they saw no improvement in rankings. So what does that mean? It could mean that maybe Google's fixed this issue. Maybe increased clicks don't pay, uh, don't have any benefit. It could also mean, though, that um, Google's just good at figuring out fraud. Uh, 
you know, I think it would be pretty easy to figure out the patterns. You know, all these people from Mechanical Turk, it looks like they were just clicking, looking, going away. That's actually not a good thing, right? Um, so I think if I was going to do this experiment, I'd want them to click and actually um, explore around the website a fair amount. Uh, and I think that Google can figure out what a legitimate engagement is as compared to just a bot that or, or somebody who is clicking because they're uh, taking a Mechanical Turk job. So this could be an experiment that could be repeated with real human beings. It's a tough thing to do, though. Uh, that's all we have for the newsletter. There's a bunch of recommended reading that I would highly uh, recommend. It's um, uh, There were some really good articles that were written in search uh, this week. And so um, that's all I have for you this week. Uh, hopefully we have some more news on the page speed update and uh, we'll see if you know Google remains relatively quiet over the rest of the summer or uh, whether they have a lot of algorithm turbulence. Uh, it's been an interesting time so far with mobile first indexing and then page speed update and uh, you know it wouldn't surprise me if we have some type of big update coming up as well uh, so I wish you the best of luck with your rankings if you want to reach me it's marie at mariehaines.com the newsletter is at mariehaines.com slash newsletter and um, uh, again have a great week <laughs>